Do you need treatment or surgery? There's no need to wait or travel abroad. Receive treatment at Kingsbridge Private Hospital in Belfast or Ballykelly under the Northern Ireland Planned Healthcare Scheme at potentially no cost. Why wait? Text hello to 51777 or visit kingsbridgeprivatehospital.com for further information. And now, it's time for those skills that can't be bottled or tinned, while today's show comes live from a farm full of wind. With Brian in here and Will out there, we'll see which one of them is more full of hot air. Mr. Fix-It! That's no contest, really. <laughs> well, it is, actually. We're, so, we're both so full of hot air, I think it is a contest. Um, I think we're equally full of hot air. By the way, you know the way uh, Neil does the... Uh, Mr. Jingleman. Yes. yes. But he, he actually did it live in studio. So well done, Neil. I always thought it was... It was uh, Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was sound effects. that, But you should see it. It's so funny because he drops... To, to make the voice deeper, he drops the shoulders. And so... No, he rises the shoulders and drops the head. That's what it is. To get the deep... Uh, sound effects. Can he say P45? <laughs> no. <Anyway. laughs> good man, good man, good man. Right. If you're new to the programme, Brian Clunan is our DIY expert from Clunan's Hardware in Tullamore, and allegedly that's what we're supposed to talk about. So we'll begin with a lady complaining of black marks coming through the paint on her radiators. Now, it's in the hall and in the sitting room, if that makes any significant difference. But it's very hard to wash off. And she's wondering, well, what is it? And any suggestions on removing it completely and preventing it from returning? Yeah, this is... It's quite a common problem in in churches and parish halls and places like that because it's actually... It's a deionization of the dust. So what happens is the radiator is heating the air, obviously, and whatever it does then, it makes the the dust in the air deposit above the radiator. Now, the reason it's more of a problem in halls and, and churches is that there's a lot more dust, you know, that the, the, there's, mo- there's a bigger throughput of people. Um, and because a lot of the time the walls are napped, they're not a really smooth surface. Um, And that means that dust sticks to it much more. Now, I suppose always be aware, if someone's listening and they find there's black marks depositing around their sitting room or wherever like that. So if you had a carbon monoxide issue, black marks, black dust will deposit on surfaces, particularly around the appliance. So if you had a stove or if you had an open fireplace or if you had a range or a boiler and there's Mm. black marks beginning to deposit on the wall and so on, that can be an indication of carbon monoxide poisoning. So that's that's something you do have to watch out for. But this listener has been very clear in saying it's above the radiator and it's in two different rooms. So there'd never be an appliance really in the hall. So in this case, it's just the dust deionized dust particles on the wall. So the big thing, believe it or not, is the first thing you do is don't try and wash it off. You try and brush it off. So it's a hoover. You know the way if you buy a brand new hoover, it comes with a little uh, brush that attaches to the end of it. And a lot of the time we tend never to use it and tend to lose it and not 
be able to find it. Yes, but that's the brush. I never use the hoover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ever, ever. I can guess. <laughs> Funny enough, some people would say that's a joke, but in your case, I know it's true. Um, so the, a brush or even, you know, a clothes brush, which is that little bit stiffer again, if you had a clothes brush uh, and the hoover nozzle beside it, that you'd be brushing with the, the, the clothes brush. So you're trying to take it off as much as you can dry. You're trying to brush it off because once you wash it, it you tend to wash it back into the paint. Um, so if you just can't get it clean, I would suggest that you use, get a small tin of stain block. And uh, a lot of the time you'll find that if you go to your paint shop, wherever it is, if you're going to be painting up, they will tint the the primer to the same colour as the paint. So that means it's just you're just spot treating the wall above the radiators and then you're going ahead and painting over that with your when you're painting the whole lot, you're painting over it now. But and and if you're going to wash it, uh, try and wash it with method if you're trying to get away without painting, wash it with methylated spirits um, or sugar soap. But methylated spirits is particularly good for breaking that down and it's particularly good for not leaving a film of anything behind that allows you to paint over it again. Next, so this listener has ivy growing up a shed wall and they cropped and or rather chopped the roots. But there's hardcore in the garden. We can't quite get down to the roots completely. Is there anything we can pour that will seep through? This is from Ger in Portleash. Yeah, so look, ideally, when they say chop, the roots you're wondering how low do they go mm. so we, we've mentioned this before the best thing to do is just this is for other listeners not just this this caller but the best thing to do would be to cut it more or less it doesn't matter how far down but more or less at, at the root or a few inches above the root and then move up six inches and cut it again and that means all the ivy above that will die and if you leave that to die it's much easier to remove and it's much less likely to do damage to the paint surface, to the wall surface, if it's dead. Because once it's broken down and dead, it doesn't have the same grip on the surface. And therefore, like we've had people, when they've, when they've ripped it off alive, they've pulled lumps of plaster off the wall. They've done damage to the roof, you know. So it's all, if time is on your hands, just cut it. And once you have that break between the roots and all the above, uh, it, can, it only has to be a couple of inches, but it's all about not allowing the, the roots get, the, get what they need from the, the chlorophyll and so on from the leaves. And, and then everything above that will die. And as soon as you can, after doing the cutting, or in this case, the, the caller is referring to the chopping, what you would do is you would drill a small hole. It can be very small. It doesn't have, it just it, once you go deep enough, you drill a hole in the stems of ivy coming from the ground and you'd pour in a thing called brushwood killer. So the most, the, the easiest one you'll get out there by far will be SBK, the three letters S-B-K. You'll get it in every garden shop and garden centre and so on. And you would mix that 50-50 and pour it into the, you know, if they've gone right down below the ground, what you would do is maybe mix it three to one and just pour plenty down in on top of the roots and it will absorb it into the into the root system and it will kill it. Brian, we've lots of questions from now until 11. And if you wish, pick up that phone. 0818 300 103. That's the number to call. If you want to chat to him on the air, you're very welcome. Or just leave your query. And if you're in work, send a sneaky text or WhatsApp to 083 30 10 103. 
Do you need treatment or surgery? There's no need to wait or travel abroad. Receive treatment at Kingsbridge Private Hospital in Belfast or Ballykelly under the Northern Ireland Planned Healthcare Scheme at potentially no cost. Why wait? Text hello to 51777 or visit kingsbridgeprivatehospital.com for further information. Cleaning, call 0818-300-183 and put our two-man to the test. Brian, you're being given out to. Okay. Barry thinks it's inappropriate that you told that poor woman her house is basically dirty. No, I didn't. I said it's dusty. So, you know, if you live... I remember we used to live... We lived out in a place called Gurchin and it's out near the bog. So there was always a lot of dust around from the bog. So dust and dirt are not the same thing. So the dust is in the air, you know, and there's not a lot you can do about it when it's in the air. So I'm sure the lady's house is pristine. Next is a query from (laughs) Sean, who has brown marks on his toilet base inside the toilet. And he believes it's lime scale because he's living in an area that is highly concentrated in lime. So how do you remove that? Not exactly a pleasant job. No, it's not. But look, there's a very easy way to do it. And the best of them, well, there's a number of them, but the best of them is probably the Scalex. So just because it's so easy to use. So I'll give you a couple of different ways of doing it. One is to use Scalex. And Scalex is a toilet scaler for below the waterline. And you just pour in a small amount of it. You leave it all night. And now that rock hard deposit that is so difficult to remove is as soft as butter. So you just get get up in the morning, take the toilet brush to it, give it a good scrub and flush. And it'll all be gone. Simple as that. Now, if it's above the waterline, then there are various descalers, lots of different toilet descalers, the Douglas one, the HG one, the lime-free one. And what you would do is you would take out all the water out of the bowl. So that's uh, fl- tie up the ball cock. If you can easily do it, just hold it up and tie it up and uh, flush the toilet. Or just get a, a jam jar, a mug or whatever. Well, maybe not a mug. Maybe maybe a used disposable coffee cup that you feel then you can justifiably just dump afterwards and take out all the water out of it or 99% of the water out of it. Then put in the descaler, work it all around the bowl with a toilet brush, leave it for about 20 minutes and then get the toilet brush again or better still, a nylon scarring pad and rub the whole lot. All that descaler now will be soft. Make sure you wear gloves and most importantly, make sure you wear particularize. Because anytime any descaler, it doesn't matter what it is, all descalers are basically acids. Now, some of them are very mild acids, but you never want to get an acid in your eye. So if you're scrubbing vigorously with a toilet brush, you never know when a little bit of it would skite up. We had a fellow in the shop you saw was referred to the skites. If he was cleaning a toilet bowl, he would say, be careful of the skites. So if it's skited up, it, it got the into your eye. skites as opposed to the... Sh- yes, correct, yes, correct, right. correct, correct. So um, you don't want to get acid in your eyes. So just watch your eyes. Put on a pair of specs if you can at all. and uh, But just rub away and then flush the toilet and then rub away again and make sure it's all gone. Because every time you use a descaler, as I said, it's an acid and you don't want to leave an acid remaining on the surface because an acid will continue to eat away. And if it's left without being washed off, it can mark the surface. But that applies to every single descaler. So always wash it away completely afterwards. Text or WhatsApp your question, 083 30 10 103, powered by Lamb Brothers Toyota in Tullamore. Next listener has a flower bed in need of weeding. 
and a hedge in need of cutting. But both are covered in ants, even when you move the flower pot. Any advice? Well, particularly when you move the flower pot. Um, well, I suppose, is it an issue if they're not doing any harm? Just you can, They're outside in the garden. You know, I've, I've ants in the garden for 10 years now and they haven't come into the house, so I just don't worry about them unduly once they're not doing harm. Um, but if you want to take care of them, then get the ants stop bait stations and just put them in the ground and the ants will find the the stuff that's in it and they'll bring it back to the nest and they'll all have a big party and they'll all die. Uh, make sure when you're putting them on the ground that they're covered against the rain. So a piece of timber, you know, a tile, a saucer, anything flat, it doesn't matter. And the ants will always find them and they'll be gone within four, three, four, five days and then you can work away. But let's just say that there, once you, once you're doing your gardening, they'll all dive for cover and they'll all be gone. Once you're moving things around, they'll disappear into the ground and you won't even know they're there. The next listener has little black spots on white PVC window frames, likely caused by flies. But for love nor money, they will not come off. Tried everything. Well, presumably not everything, right? <laughs> yeah, so the, the listener is dead right. It is fly excretia. And we mentioned earlier about um, the acid. If it's left on its own, it will stain it. So this is, I can never remember, is it an alkaline or an acid? But it's the same thing in that it can eat its way into, you know the way, Will, we've spoken in the past about you should always wash bird droppings off your car mm. because the the acid stroke alkaline in the bird I think it's acid in the bird droppings will actually mark the surface of the paintwork in the car and like we all know how tough the two-pack paint that's now used on cars is and if the bird droppings are left without being washed off they can eventually leave marks on the car this is the very same thing so it can be very hard to remove but I would say to you you can get PVC PVC Restorer Cream in various different brands. And if you can't get that, if you get some uh, Barkeeper's Friend Cream. Now, the, all of these things, the PVC Restorer and the Barkeeper's Friend comes in both a liquid and a cream. So it's the cream that you want. And you'll be getting your white nylon scarring pad, P- UPVC Restorer Cream or Barkeeper's Friend Cream and just rub it vigorously into it and I think it'll, it'll take it off. Nine times out of ten, it'll take it off. Um, if you're finding it difficult to remove, if even that isn't enough, well then what you would do is, this sounds nuts but it does make a difference, you smear on little dabs of Vaseline onto the stains and you leave it overnight and because that is a gel a petroleum jelly gel, it, it, it actually softens it up over a period of time and then you come back with your PVC cream or your barkeeper's friend cream and rub it all off and that'll nearly, that will do it if, if worst comes to the worst. I have to say hello to the little Faulkners, by the way. There's some dread, I'm told, setting in the realisation that school resumes tomorrow. And, for and, many and they'll see all has. their friends, Will. They'll get exactly. to see all their friends. Exactly. Martin in Kinnegad asks if artificial grass would be suitable on a patio area to cover it up and how do you stick it down? Yeah, so it it looks so well and particularly if you have a patio area that tends to be 
uh, you know, overshadowed and tends to have a lot of a problem with 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 green algae or black stains or white stains. The 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 grass, the artificial grass, does work well, and uh, there are various ways you can get a glue to glue it down. You can. I would always say if you're gluing it down, I'd still put something on the edges, just maybe even just if it's not a huge area on the four corners, just to make sure that the wind doesn't take it and lift it. Um, and if you fit, if if you've the the corners secured really well. So that would be just a, a drilling the patio, putting in a roll plug, putting in a screw with a washer on it uh, and just cut, paint the washer and the fixing green. Um, that makes a huge difference. But the glue on its own really should be enough. I'm just weeding out questions from many of the comments on the Dáil and the number of TDs we're going to have the next time round. You're weeding them out. Our out. questions to this slot are not weeds, to be very clear. Don't call, don't call your listeners weeds. My point is there's a bit of filtering going on. But I, oh, filtering. One, filtering one, is such a, nice, such a better word than one weeding. One message that I admire here. If you start after years of college training as a nurse or a Garda, you will be on the lowest pay scale and it will take you years to earn a decent wage. But if you get elected to the Dáil, no college, no training, no experience, you start on full pay, full expenses and can anybody justify or explain that? There you go. There you go. There you go. Okay, next DIY query. Brian, my black PVC fascia has white staining on it. Any idea what it is and how I can restore? Right, we have to be very careful with black because it is very easy to mark the surface on black PVC uh, fascia. So I would be saying to you, uh, I think the very first thing, I'd, I it sounds like it's probably lime, so I would be getting um, a little bit of lime descaler, brush it on, give it only five minutes and then wash it off completely and see what that does. And if it doesn't do anything, the next thing is we mentioned earlier, the Vaseline, brush on the Vaseline, leave it for even just a few hours and then wash it off, ideally using methylated spirits. So black fascia is very delicate and both scratches and any sort of reaction. You can actually take the colour out of the black, but neither of those should have any effect on it. But if you're in doubt, just do a little test area. It can be around the back of the house in a in a in an obscure place that you won't notice where you can't actually don't even have a problem with the white marks. But by doing a little test area, do what you're going to do. Put it on for the five minutes, wash it off. Put it on the Vaseline for the couple of hours, wash it off. If it has no negative effect on the black fascia there, well then go ahead and try it in somewhere where you do have the problem, but it's more visible. Back to your fly feces. And Peter says, the black spots on the window can be tackled with astonish mould and mildew. He finds it fantastic. Oh, very good. Great. I don't think it's a mildew, but that's great if it's... And by the way, when you say back to my fly feces, it's not my <laughs> fly feces. Thanks very much. All right, next. How do I... I'm trying to read this. It's after blurring on me, unfortunately. Maybe I need glasses. Is that the problem, Brian? I'm getting old. Yes, you definitely are. <laughs> How do I get the best possible paint for uh, an outside wall. Um, 
it says for the top of an outside wall. So I'm thinking that may be a perimeter wall, Brian. The capping. And yeah, yeah, and you've talked about this before, where is it to do with the building process? And yeah. there's a barrier, there's a layer left behind a film of something. Yeah, so there's two issues. One is that wall cappings are made of cement and cement have a huge amount of lime in it. And funny enough, we mentioned earlier alkali. So alkali and acid react in the same way. They, they, they're very, you know, corrosive. They don't, they react badly to lots of different things. So there's a lot of lime in the capping and therefore there's a, a lot of alkali and the paint and the alkali don't like each other. So there's also a problem with they're made in a mould and the mould oil is still on the concrete, even though it could be there for years. So you do two things. You wash it down with, well, the first thing I would always say is a very light sanding, super fine sandpaper, and then wash it with some soapy water and then wash all that off to make sure that all the, the oil is gone and all the soap is gone. And then just get a, a, what's known as an alkali-resisting primer. And there's loads of different ones out there. Um, most, I would go up for a water-based one if you can and just put a thin coat of the alkali-resisting primer, thin it out a little bit and let it down into the concrete wall capping and then you can go ahead and paint with your ordinary paint without any problem. Okay, so the preparation is more important than the choice of paint. Exactly. There's a lot more work in the preparation. And, and, and the other thing just to say, I, I mean, I, people sometimes say to me about windowsills, what's the best thing to paint windowsills? And I would often say, do you need to paint them? If you give them a very light sanding um, and wash them down, they look like new windowsills and they might need to be painted at all. Brian, 20 past 10 next Wednesday. We'll see you then. Thanks and good luck to the mini Faulkners. News at 11 is next. Mr. Fixes on Midlands 103.